0: Welcome to the Noble 8 Podcast, State Reality. I'm Tom Barbele, and today two topics, but before I begin with them, I'd like to talk a little bit about folks coming and visiting me in Las Vegas, because I received word that Steve Grand was currently doing a tour of, uh, I guess you'd call it the southwest of the US, and he originally planned to come to Las Vegas and say hello, possibly spend an evening discussing artificial life and other related topics, However, unfortunately, he uh, he couldn't make it. He's decided to go camping and head up north and not stop by Las Vegas. And that in part is, I think, because he's travelling the southwest of the US to, to escape from humanity. And obviously coming to Las Vegas is not really escaping from humanity. But um, I do like the opportunity to have folks in town. Robert Rice was in town recently. I had a wonderful meal with him and also Greg Boyd. And it, you know, it gives me the opportunity to catch up on old friends and also talk about the future directions of artificial life. And this leads perfectly into our first topic because I've had some correspondence with R.U. Serious, a friend of Doug Rushkov's and also a kind of long-term, I guess, what would you call him, kind of futurist journalist, with regards to the singularity. R.U. has just released... Uh, a new online publication called H Plus Magazine. And one of the first articles, aside from the Rudy Rucker interview with Wolfram with regards to his new search engine, there was an article associated with Singularity. In fact, it was with Verda Vinci talking about Singularity 101. So through last year, I think I developed a policy when Singularity-related articles are published online, interviews, discussions, to approach the journalists concerned and present them, the artificial life community, as something that is in fact far broader, richer and also in stark contrast to the singularity movement and also something which indicates that we are living in a post-singular world, which I think is the kind of continued narrative of Biota Live and also um, certainly the my recent publishing in Dick Gordon's book Divine Action Natural Selection. So I've had some correspondence with RU, and I'm hopeful that an article will be written in the near future describing the artificial life community and this idea of being in a post-singular world. And I think my hope is what comes from this is the idea uh, that there needs to be some new scholarship. There needs to be both a, a new philosophy and a new science that actively describes what is going on currently and also gives some Uh, discussion with regards to the future. I think my main concern with regards to the singularity movement is that it really is based on kind of 30-year-old science fiction methodology and doesn't acknowledge the contemporary power of computing, and also that survival is probably a far better intelligence metric than human intelligence with regards to actually moving beyond uh, this this point of the, the human intelligence paradigm which in summary is basically what I talk about in Dick Gibbon's book and also what I talked about in my shrink wrap Radio interview of uh, December 2007. So, long history with regards to this in terms of my talking and writing on it and it would be nice to be in something like H+, pushing H+, readers, onto the Biota site and onto the many contributors and participants in Biota Live and other related Biota resources. So... That is my hope within the next few days, and um, if that does happen, it'll be something just to uh, push the discourse forward a little bit and also identify the artificial life community on the already... I guess in some regard, we're kind of preaching to the choir with regards to what I would imagine the standard readership of H-plus will be. Certainly from Dick Gordon et al.'s perspective, you know, anything that gets more people's eyes on the book is a good thing, and certainly with recent correspondence with Dick, I think this will... this will be much needed in terms of uh, providing some um, degree of discussion associated with the book. So, as it is currently in a period of flux, it will be interesting to see what comes of it. Something I hadn't actually considered talking about, but I thought I might raise briefly here, is uh, Dick Gordon, Bruce Damer's programmer, Peter Newman, uh, Bruce Damer, and I had what has been called now <laughs> an intervention with Bruce Damer associated with the EvoGrid. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this in Biotalive as well, Bar to say here that I think, obviously, the EvoGrid initially had some, um, to use a horrible modern cliche, uh, quite close stakeholders in the artificial life community, and obviously what has happened more recently is the EvoGrid has become a lot broader in some regard. Whilst it has called itself EvoGrid Deep in terms of the the breadth of the project has increased dramatically, Certainly, my own private correspondence with Bruce Damer is related to the fact that this is in no way a project that Bruce alone can handle. And I think even um, communicating and having the opportunity to chat with Peter Newman more recently it gave me a clear indication that you know Peter is feeling this in some regard too. So the plan was originally that Dick Gordon wanted to talk to Bruce about his PhD, but we started kind of throwing out ideas associated with what the current EVO grid is about and what it means in terms of the future and direction of artificial life. And certainly, I think I'm probably the only artificial life developer so far who's actually written code for the EvoGrid. I mean, obviously, Peter Newman's written code, but I uh, wrote an XML uh, parser and output for NobleApe, specifically with regards to this idea that there will be other artificial life simulators that would write XML output files that could be loaded by NobleApe, and this was part of the original EvoGrid broad idea. I don't know. It was kind of an exhausting two and a half hours worth of discussion. I'm not really sure what came out of it. Certainly, through um, brief correspondence, it seems that Bruce is continuing along the same path. And I think certainly the concerns that were raised... I mean, my own personal concerns related to the artificial life community and the fact that there was a huge amount of good faith here that could be utilised productively if Bruce was interested. And I think the other parties made their own points. So I don't know whether there will actually be any directional shift with regards to the EVO grid, but I think for all the parties who participated, there were certainly things that needed to be said. So really what I wanted to talk today about, aside from the potential of an Are You Serious H Plus interview article discussion roundtable associated with contemporary artificial life being post-singular and really a window into the post-singular contemporary world, was the Cocoa implementation. And for folks who have followed me on Twitter, my surname Barbele, uh is my Twitter name, you will know that I've been doing quite a bit of development associated with Cocoa currently and I've actually gotten some quite good results. In fact, there is now a relatively functional uh, version of the Noble 8 simulation running through Cocoa. I used the OpenGL graphics component, which in some regards sped up the graphics implementation. I've uh, implemented a lot of the mouse related functionality that didn't even exist in the 64-bit carbon version, and now it's down to menus and file handling, and then there'll be a Cocoa implementation of Noble When you actually seriously sit down and invest time, when you take days into this kind of thing, then you're always going to get positive results, and that's really what's happened here. there has been a cliche, this idea that whilst artificial life developers are you know, not gainfully employed, they can actually spend their time working on their own projects, this is ultimately what has happened here. I mean, my concerns with regards to that narrative have always been that really artificial life developers should be gainfully employed, creating artificial life, and in this regard, the idea of them being unemployed and thus wonderful, be able to develop their own projects, you know, kind of counteracts the long-term movement that I'd like to see through the artificial life community. So, I mean, with regards to my own employment status, the circumstances currently is that I'm in an extensive international background check period. So, for the next three weeks, an independent company is doing a background check. I don't think there'll be any issues there. It's just extraordinarily time-consuming in one regard, and also not actually utilising me receiving income in another regard. One final discussion point that I wanted to make is that I've been contacted by Mark Badeau, with regards to the International Society of Artificial Life. And obviously, over the years, I've been a champion of this organisation, both independently and also through BIOTA. I think there's a lot of potential for the future. We've interviewed Mark once and had him on BIOTA Live uh, more recently. And he contacted me to ask if I was interested in working with the International Society board to actually start addressing some of the issues specifically that I've raised with regards to firstly reaching out to industry, obviously reaching out to the artificial life hobbyist community, but more importantly unifying what this thing called artificial life is through textbooks and also outreach into industry and doing this in a fashion where rather than being, I don't know, 40, 50 courses taught to undergraduates and graduates all over the world, that this coursework and structure actually start getting unified to be similar to something like biology, physics, political science, what have you. And certainly Mark was very receptive to that and I think really it's a no brainer. It's something that if there was a functioning International Society of Artificial Life board, they would be doing anyway. Uh, but Mark has asked me to participate in the board. Uh, not as an active member. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to nominate for the board because the nominations were taken at the last A Life conference. I won't be able to attend the next A Life conference. I think this is relatively clear. And I think the locations and also the timing and the lack of A Life conferences in the US are all issues that I'd want to raise with the board anyway. I think whilst well, Artificial Life is obviously an international movement. There are a number of international conferences that cater to artificial life and there are none in the US currently. And I think particularly when you look at groups like Graytham, but also well, Graytham as it exists at Silicon Valley and also Boston, there are clearly regional artificial life communities in the US that would benefit from an artificial life conference in the US. And certainly in terms of my own travel availability, the only kind of conference I could attend is a US conference and even then with a sufficient amount of planning, forethought, and savings associated. I mean, moving into this new job, it doesn't look like uh, you know, a majority of the issues associated with my ability to, to travel internationally or to conferences is going to be resolved. So I'm just going to be under the same circumstances that I was in my previous job in terms of my ability to travel to these conferences. This is one of the many topics that I'd like to raise with the new um, International Society for like Life board, and Mike Bordeaux has asked me to participate. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of this. I mean, I think in some regard, this is at a similar stage, if not even more uh, pre-preliminary than uh, the potential of a H H-plus interview article, what have you. But uh, time will tell. I mean, I think it's important that uh, Mark is reaching out and it will be nice to have some discourse that actually moves this whole artificial life movement forward in a productive fashion coming from the international society. So in that regard, obviously, you know, I would have liked to have been a a participant in the election, uh, but as someone who wasn't able to participate in the election, certainly uh, being given an olive branch in some regard in terms of assisting how this thing works in the future, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I can't complain. More personal news, we have a new animal in the house, uh, a new sentient creature. uh, Following the death of our schnauzer Charlie in, I guess, October last year, Um, obviously my wife in particular went through a relatively long grieving process. However, we now have a Jack Russell that we picked up from the local pound. He's a three-year-old. We're calling him Holden which may be interesting for the Australian listeners because um, Holden obviously has a particular connotation in Australia. But uh, my wife wanted a kind of new American-sounding name, and obviously Holden Caulfield et al. You know, Holden is a a good American name too. So we have a new Jack Russell, or, well, a three-year-old Jack Russell, in the house. He's got a lot of energy. It's good to have a young dog. And um, he's certainly working with the cats currently. I did want to say one final thing. When I finish with the Cocoa implementation, there are two things that I want to work through specifically. The first is uh, Noble Ape over network, which I think is something which has just been a really long time coming. But obviously things like the Cocoa implementation have taken precedent and just been a complete time suck. In large part, usually just the amount of time that needed to be invested. And in a similar time frame, I also want to reintroduce the Fierce line, which I've been talking about for a while, too. So this idea of Noble Ape over the network, uh, multiple machines all running Noble Ape, all communicating uh, simulation information, and also the reintroduction of the Fierce Feline into the Noble Ape simulation, these are two things that are coming up in the future. So for correspondence, feedback, ideas, Tom at NobleApe.com. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. Look forward to tuning into the next podcast.